So you're running for uh, Congress, correct? Yes, sir. How's, how's the campaign going so far? I think the campaign is going very well. Uh, we've raised over $6 million, I think, the last time I've seen it. Uh, we got a great messages dealing with the economy, uh, dealing with things like healthcare, public safety, uh, and, and education. Uh, I got a great staff, great volunteers, and the biggest variable right now is me, and I'm trying to work my butt off and make sure I put in long, hard days uh, to give the, us the best chance of winning. So I feel very good about that. We got over uh, 200,000 twi Twitter followers. We got about 70,000 Facebook followers. I've gotten a personal endorsement of the president. He tweets me and acknowledges me, and I got that going for me. And I got support in the community, and, and they know my reputation of service. So I think uh, even though a lot of people think uh, my opponent is invincible, uh, I just keep remembering David Goliath. I keep remembering that the Titanic was unsinkable, and all those things uh, give me a lot of hope. And I think we got a good chance of shocking the world on this thing. Great. When it comes to the Second Amendment, sir, what is your stance on that? Well, first of all, I believe in the Bill of Rights. Uh, I know the thoughts behind them. And of course, uh, the Second Amendment is part of the Bill of Rights, and I'm a strong supporter of the Second Amendment. Uh, I come from a community where we hunted, and everybody had guns for protection, and we didn't have issues with gun violence or anything like that. So I think it's not necessarily the guns, it's the culture surrounding the guns. And one of the reasons I'm running for, pre for uh, Congress is that I want to change the culture in which things exist. And so I'm a strong supporter uh, of the Second Amendment. And I think that's our constitutional right. And I would do nothing to erode that right. I know defunding the police right now and, and police reform is a, is, a, is a hot topic across the United States. Um, where do you stand when it comes to defunding the police, sir? Uh, first of all, I think we should acknowledge that uh, everyone uh, deserves to be treated with justice uh, by the police. We also should acknowledge that probably 99.9% .9 of the police are hardworking, uh, good people. They're in a difficult job that, uh, that uh, involves life and death and split-second decisions. Having said that, I'm totally against defunding the police or demilitarizing the police or disarming the police. To me, I think it's one of the craziest idea out there. I think the people of this community, and I live in one of the uh, poorest uh, uh, zip codes in the state of Minnesota. I live in one of the more high crime district in the state of Minnesota. And all I know that the people in this community from the ordinary citizen to the leaders, to the pastors, they all think that's a bad idea. And we know that it, it would never work. Uh, and so I'm just totally against it. And anyone who's in favor of it, I think just don't have a clue and have another agenda that they are pushing besides the safety and the lives of the people in our community. I know right now um, education is real, is a hot topic. You know, is it, a, is it safe for kids to go back to school? What is your plan when it comes to ensuring the safety of our students as well as our educators? Well, first of all, we need to acknowledge uh, and, and follow the data and facts and figures and the science on this thing. Uh, we need to look at things like uh, social distancing. We need to look at whether or not uh, masks are called for and do everything we can to, to uh, ensure the safety of our students. 
we need to, and our teachers and our administrators, but we also need to understand the importance of schools and that we cannot just keep them closed, that we need to figure out a way to get everybody back to school. We need to give parents a choice. I mean, if there are certain parents who feel strongly about not letting their children go back to school, I'm willing to look at uh, online uh, uh, choices for them. But for the main part, we have to get the children back to school for their sake, for the parents' sake, for our economy's sake. So I'm totally in favor of looking at that and doing what we need to do to get this done. And I'm just one of those people who believe that where there's a will, there's a way. I think those people who are not open in the school, they just don't have the will to open the school for whatever reason. Uh, some of it appears to be political. I'm hoping it is not. I hope that they have enough uh, care and concern and love for our children and our community and businesses and things and our parents want to make um, uh, need an income that we overlook all that and do whatever we can to get the schools back open again as soon as possible. You mentioned you're in one of the uh, poorest zip codes in the state. Um, unemployment is, is, at a, is at a high right now. A lot of people are out of work. What is your plan as far as trying to, you know, get people jobs and get them back to work during, during this pandemic right now, sir? Well, first of all, especially in this location, as you know that uh, I am in the location where uh, uh, George Floyd was killed at. So not only did we have the pandemic, we had the fallout out of, out of that. Uh, first of all, we need to give the businesses as much priority as we give uh, 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 every other industry or, or the politics. I would first of all look at uh, helping the build, uh, businesses rebuild. And that means getting rid of a lot of the bureaucratic red tape. That means giving them the financial resources, whatever they need to do uh, to, in fact, they're having a lot of red tape just demolishing their buildings so they can rebuild them. But once again, not just build the physical building, we need to build their business operations, something that will affect the bottom line. Once we do that, I think we need to keep rebuilding. So I'm, I'm in favor of providing small business owners whatever they need to get the economy back going and, and make sure that we get everything going and get people back to work. Because, uh, you know, there are there are uh, other side effects that we need to think about when we keep people locked up, when we keep businesses closed. Uh, I mean, I really, uh, it hurts my heart uh, to see a lot of the restaurants and things that mom and pop restaurants that people have spent their lives building, uh, that some of them have, have lost their life savings or being threatened to lose their life savings, that we're not taking that into consideration. So as far as I'm concerned, getting these businesses open and, and, and getting them up and going again is the number one priority. And, you know, like it's been said, uh, the business of America is business. That's what separates us from a lot of other countries. That's what's created the great country that we've lived in. So I think we just should give them a priority and work with them to get what they need to do to get back into business and get their employees back to work. When it comes to our healthcare system and Medicare for all, what is your stance on that, sir? Well, uh, first of all, I think we need well, we need a free enterprise-based solution. We do not need um, uh, Medicare for all or anything like that. And we need, first of all, I think we need some transparency in pricing. Uh, we need to put the patients themselves, incentivize them to be uh, some of the people who help control the cost. I mean, if you think about it, if you're like me, I very seldom look at a detailed uh, invoice for a bill because someone else is paying for it. So we need to look at ways of changing that. So if they're charging me uh, uh, $20 for an aspirin, that is in, I can do something about it and I'm incentivized to do something about it. Second of all, we need to increase competition across state line. 
Right now, the way a lot of the state insurance commission are set up, we don't have maximum competition. And as we know the way the free enterprise system works, maximum competition drive down prices. Maximum competition uh, provide quality uh, in, in healthcare and our products and services. I'd like to see that. I'd also like to see some things that drive down the cost of pharmaceuticals. And I think uh, our current administration is working on some things where we are given the same price breaks as people in other countries. So I think that's a key thing. The other thing I think is that we need to incentivize people. And I think one of the key things that we don't talk about, we need to incentivize people to live a healthier lifestyle. We need to incentivize people to uh, exercise more. We need to incentivize people to, 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 to uh, eat healthier. Now, I stress incentivize because I'm not like some of the things that they did in New York City where they're passing legislation and governments mandated things. Because I think we still and should always be a country of freedom and free choice, personal freedom and free choice. So those are the type of things that I, 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 I want to look at. But once again, the last thing I think we need and the thing that I'm sure given the culture and the history of this country that will not work is Medicare for all with all the expenses that it has and where government is in control of things. Because I can't think of anything hardly government does better than the private industry. Mr. Johnson, I will uh, let you close us out. Let everybody know why they should vote for you. Well, I think first and foremost, they should vote for me because I'm in this for all the right reasons. Uh, uh, I'm in this because I care about the lives of the people. I'm not in here for money or fame or fortune or anything else. I'm not in here to go to Washington, D.C. to become part of the political class. As I tell people, I'm always, I've always been in the best class that you can ever be in as a human being, the class of everyday people. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that if you look at my background and experience, whether or not it's in technology or, or business or the corporate world, I'm used to working with everyone no matter what your political party is, race, religion, or whatever, a gender, a sexual preference, it, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is us focusing on the goal, coming together and being committed as a team and solve a lot of issues that's been going on in my community for decades. So though, when I look at that, and secondly, I'm from the community. I know the people. I have intimate experience with the issues here. And, and the third thing, I guess the fourth thing is that uh, I want people to know that my message is that in life, there's all kinds of obstacles. I'm here to teach people how to overcome obstacles in life and within the American free enterprise system, the American system of freedom and personal liberty, that you can achieve anything you want to achieve. And I want to show it to people. In fact, that's one of the reasons I'm in politics. I am a, a little black boy from Mississippi. I'm running for Congress here. And, and in spite of all the obstacles, because I put priorities in the right thing. So those, that's, those are some of the basic reasons. But what it really boils down to is that the lives of the people, I'm here to make people's lives better and to provide them more money, uh, give them more quality education, and the return, put the families back together and support families. So those are the type of things that I'm running on. And I pledge to people that they would never regret it. I would never embarrass them that I'm in this for all the right reasons. And it's for the people of this country and the people of, our, of, of my district. How can people get in contact with you or make a contribution to your campaign? Uh, my website is LaceyJohnson.com, L-A-C-Y Johnson.com. And if you go out there, you'll see uh, 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 buttons to donate, volunteer, and everything else, and how to contact me and interface with me via social media, and all that information would be out there. You'll see where I stand on some of the issues. And you'll get a little bit more information on my background. And you'll see that, you know, I'm not your typical 
uh, politician, that I'm a Frederick Douglass Republican and I'm here to make things happen and make things better for the community, make things better for the district, make things better for this country. Mr. Johnson, I thank you for your time. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lazy Johnson was running for Congress out of District 5. Thank you, sir. And best thank you, you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. We're done, sir. Okay. How did that go? It went great. We're, we're done. Um, have your people contact me as far as, um, you know, I'll share it to various, various groups. So, okay. Anybody who's on your, who's on your, um, who's on your team, your campaign, they can take the, they can take this video and share it as many times as they want, use it as a okay. advertisement and really get the message out there. Can, can you, I'm not a, a social media power user. Can you send me uh, something how, where I can have access to the video or where I need to go to get that done? Yes, I'm going to send you this uh, Zoom recording as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll be excellent. That'll be excellent. I'll, I'll, okay, well, I hope to meet you someday, man, down in Alabama, maybe uh, in, in Mid Midway or whatever, Midland City or whatever my wife is from, uh, Tuskegee, and have a fish fry and some beer. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been back to Alabama whew, in about, what, about a year or two? Oh, oh that's, that's not long. I don't now I haven't been back to Mississippi since May 8, 2004 when I graduated from Jackson State. I I'm just uh, okay. a believer, you know, the South is no place for a black man. Well, you know, an interesting thing about that, Julia, and people don't find this uh, strange, but in Natchez, Mississippi, it was perfect, man. I had a perfect childhood, never came across any racial issues. Everybody always treated me nice and respect. I never heard the N-word until I moved to Minnesota, come out of a white person's mouth. I never saw a white person disrespect a black person there. And in fact, uh, uh, my brother-in-law is an ex-Black Panther kind of a guy. And after he had visited for about two or three uh, times, he turned to me and he said, Lacey, we got this all backwards. So I, I've been just blessed. And if you're ever in Natchez, it's, it's, it's a different type of little Southern city, almost kind of like a small New Orleans. And so. I, most of my uh, uh, black friends that I find from down south feel the same way. But anyone, if you ever meet any black person from Natchez, they're going to have a lot of great things to say and fondness about their childhood. So that's FYI. Maybe we'll meet there someday. <laughs> who who, who would have ever thought that two two young two young black men from Mississippi would be interviewing each other? <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, I went to the University of Minnesota. And, and we kicked butt athletically and, and academically. And so I was kind of arrogant, this little country boy, meet people from Chicago, LA, New York, bragging. Uh, but I knew that in, uh, us country boys, I call us, that we were as smart as anybody and we were as skilled as anybody. And that's why I went forth. And I, I think, I tell people it's not coincidental that two of the four black, top black billionaires were born, born in Mississippi. And uh, Bob yeah. Johnson, he's from Hickory, Mississippi. Yep. Oprah, Oprah. Is, Oprah yep. is from uh, Kosciuszko. Yep, yes, yes, yes. So that's not, to me, that's not coincidental, so. No, uh, not at all, not at all. I, um, it's been an honor and a pleasure, man. I, I, I wish you the best of luck. If you want to do another interview, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I know yeah, I, we'll I, do another I, one. I know I plan on running for office in a couple of years down the road, so I'll definitely call you, pick your brain, figure out what the do's and the don'ts, and Okay. How I get everything lined up as far as setting up the website. The oh, yeah. All that stuff. It, yeah. It's according to what office you run for, too. 
because in fact, I'm thinking about putting together a little uh, plug and play type of process and computer stuff where, 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 where candidates have uh, do a one-shot stop because there's a lot of moving parts of this and I'm finding that out. And to be honest with you, we didn't, I didn't expect for this thing to blow up like it did. And, and, and my, I got some background in electrical utility work too. And we have something you call a peak load that you have to design your power system for. And we weren't designed for peak load for a while there and we're getting there, but it, it, it's a lot of moving parts. And like I said, this thing blew up a lot more than I thought. But once again, I go back to our interview. I'm here in, in this thing for all the right reasons and I wanna make people's lives better. And so I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. No, uh, no problem, man. I, I think we need more black people running for office. I mean, and okay. all the blacks, I get pushed back from being a, a, a registered Republican. It's like, you know, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing what my ancestors told me to do, express my right to vote. I'm like, hey. Yeah, right. well, well, God put it on my heart to run as a Republican, number one. And, you know, I got a lot of Democrats in my family, and I pointed out to them that after the Republican National Convention, uh, the Black support of President Trump moved 9%. And that's because they were able to get information unfiltered and un unedited, and they saw directly for themselves. So as my wife always tells me, be patient. And what our job is to get the truth out to our people. Right. And the more truth we speak to our people, the more... Uh, uh, support we're gonna have because I don't know if you like me. I just I just know those other people are scamming us. And when you start talking about things like abortion and things, I just think uh, I have to be careful. But I think those are type evil type of things. And until we get on the right side of God, uh, we're gonna all we're gonna never really get a hold of a lot of these issues that's facing us. So let's just keep educating our people. And more and more, you're gonna get people like me out there. And one way or the other. I think we need to start connecting black conservatives in a national organization. I think I think we need to play a big part in that and just keep hammering away at the truth. And sooner or later, I think it'll die. Now, of course, and I ain't gonna take up too much time. There's always the parable of the sower, where some people are gonna get it right away, some people are gonna take a little time, but some people will never get it. But we, we'll get enough people so they can stop taking advantage of us and our votes. Uh, and we vote for them year after year in a situation that our lives keep uh, getting worse. And it takes people like you and I to connect those dots. And we start connecting those dots by getting the truth out to our people and knowledge out, out to our people. And let them see people like you and I. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm heavily involved. I'm the chairman of the Young Republican of Southern Maryland, I'm secretary of my uh, central committee, and I'm the treasurer for the Maryland Black Republican Council, and I'm also a member of the Frederick Douglass Foundation chapter here in Maryland. So. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I got a a a, a, a nephew that lives in Washington D.C. area. Actually, lives in Maryland. Next time I'm out there to visit, I'll give you a heads up, and maybe we can get together for dinner or something. Definitely, definitely. I'm only like 20 minutes from the capital, so once you get okay, visit, I'll definitely pay you a visit. Okay. Thank you. It's been a pleasure meeting you, man. Let's let's keep uh, let's stay on the wall and keep working. Okay. Yes, sir. You have a blessed right. day. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Bye bye. Okay. Bye.